morning. A big hello to those who are joining us online or listening on podcasts, watching by video. It's great to have you as part of the Connect Church family, and we pray you are blessed by the service. We've talked about over the last few weeks uh, our desire to see lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people being trained and trained people mobilized. It's what we want to do. It's a part of who we are. We've talked about the culture around that. Aaron preached on it, and I, I, I pray you are encouraged and blessed as we've been doing that. And all of that to say this, that uh, if we're to achieve this, we can't do it without you. We can't do it without you. It won't happen. It can't, and it won't happen without you. And so if you call this church home, we've, we've said uh, we want you to realize that you have a part to play. And a couple of weeks ago, I spoke on the power of partnership, uh, partnership, not partnerships, but partnerships. And uh, we can, and just saying this, we can achieve more as we partner, as we work together. And we saw that the power of that, I mentioned about Shem, he was on the front page of the Dominion because he's, he's mobilized hundreds and hundreds of people to partner with him, with his ideas and his vision to see that happen. And he's raised $1.7 million through uh, Kickstarter of people he doesn't even know who are helping him out bring his vision uh, to pass. Something powerful can happen when we partner together. And we, we, we learned that the Israelite army, as amazing as it was, wasn't made up of, of SIS commandos. It wasn't. The Israelite army and all the victories and all the battles that they fought is a completely volunteer army. It was a volunteer. It was not made up of professionals. It was made up... Of volunteers, and I want to say you're a part of God's army today. Come on, somebody, turn to your neighbor and say you've enlisted. Come on, you've enlisted. You're you're part of this army, and we can't do it. And we know that they beat their plowshares into uh, swords. They didn't have it. They they provided their own stuff. They used their own resources uh, for the battle. Joel three verse uh, ten: Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. This incredible army of Israel was made up of farmers and gardeners. It was made up of people just like you and me. And so today, I, I, I want to speak on what I'll call the volunteer spirit. This week, I was asked to give a speech at the fire brigade. It was a function to uh, honor the deputy fire chief, Trevor Moss, who was retiring. And I, I told them when they asked me, when I was giving my speech, I, I told them that when I was originally asked, I, I said, how long do you want me to speak for? And they said, 30 seconds. I said, are you kidding? I'm a preacher. I can't do 30, uh, 30 seconds. So I was telling, and I must say, during my speech, I did get a hallelujah. Come on, somebody, somebody gave me a, a, a hallelujah, which was pretty uh, pretty cool. So I don't know who it was, but they, they've never admitted it, but somebody, uh, somebody did. But it was a privilege and an honor to uh, say a speech for a person who has served their community for 40 years in the fire service. And uh, as a volunteer, he's freely given up his time, talent, and treasure uh, to serve his community. He did this selflessly. He served year after year. He didn't do it for fame. He didn't do it for recognition. He uh, didn't do it because he had to. He did it because he wanted to. And, and he started off, here's the thing, as a paid firefighter, and so he, he worked at it uh, as a uh, job. But that wasn't what mo motivated him. 
After 20 or so years, when he retired as a paid firefighter to start his own business, he then joined as a volunteer. And for the last 24 or something years, he's he's been doing that. He's been serving as a volunteer uh, firefighter. Why? Because he loved it, that he just loves doing it. And so his life, when I thought about what I was speaking about this week, I, I realized that his life really encompasses what I'm talking about today. His life really encompasses what I would call the volunteer spirit. President Ronald Reagan said this, no matter how big and powerful government gets, with the many services it provides, it can never take the place of volunteers. It can never take the place of volunteers. That's why the government gives you a tax rebate. That's why the government gives you some money back for all, for all the money that you've, you, you've given to uh, our charities and to the church and to the house of God. The government gives that back because it understands that there's no way they could pay for all the things that the volunteers, all the things that you do to make your community a better place. Give yourself a hand right now. So the government said it would cost them billions, billions. The, the food banks, the, the social services, the counseling, the advice of sitting down on couches and encouraging people to press on and move uh, through. If the government had to pay for all of that, they just would not be able to do it. That The power of the volunteer is an amazing, amazing thing. There's an old Greek uh, proverb that says this, a civilization flourishes when people plant trees under which they will never sit. That's powerful. That's like good saying, grasshopper. It's like, in other words, when people don't just serve for themselves, but serve others, a nation, a community, prospers. But you see, in my time under the sun, I've seen this, that although many people volunteer, not everyone has a volunteer spirit. And so I want to talk about that over this Sunday and uh, the next couple of Sundays, really. And I, I think I have the authority to speak on this topic. Anita and I have been in ministry for some 30 years, and I know we look incredible for that. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, careful. But we're, you know, we're served and, uh, you know, do, do you know, I, actually, I just read that. I should have included that. People who volunteer live longer. Oh, I read that. I read that. I read that somewhere. Uh, I read that somewhere just this week. I, should, I was going to include that in the sermon, but there I go. I just did. So Anita and I have been in ministry for 30 years, and much of that time we've done it as volunteers. Money has never been a motivator. Trust me, doing this job, money is not a, a, a motivator for us. And uh, again, when we were in India, we spent 11 years in India as uh, missionaries uh, there, and we were with, with Youth with a Mission. And that's a completely volunteer organization. 100%, pretty much everyone in it is a volunteer. And we were there for 11 years, supported by the church. The church, uh, by the end time, was giving us $500 a month. And then guess what? We would have to pay the organization that we were working with for the privilege of working with them. That's how, that's how Youth with a Mission works. We actually had to, to pay to, uh, to serve. But we never thought to... I know it's upsetting, isn't it? I mean, it's just like... It's just crazy. But we had to... We had to do that in order, uh, well, we didn't have to do it. We, we, we love to do it. It was just part of who we, we are. And, and like I say, money's never been a, a motivator. When we started working for the church here, we, we, we didn't go, well, okay, before we decide what we're going to do, how much are you going to do? No, no. Basically, they just told us what we're doing, and it was two for the price of one, and we just happily did it and, and, and served our hearts out for as long as we, uh, uh, we could do that. And um, 
even in the, um, uh, our role in New Life, looking over 83 churches, I don't get a lot of extra money for doing that. I get a tip to help us out and, and stuff, but really we are able to do that because of the fine giving that you guys are doing and sowing, uh, sowing in every month. That allows us to help those other 83 churches, 10,000 people across the nation. That enables us uh, uh, to do it, but I've never done it for money. I just wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be, there's not enough money on earth you could pay me to uh, pay me to do that and to sort out problems uh, all the time. But we do it because we've got a volunteer spirit. We want to give our heart. And, uh, of course, uh, in the fire service, uh, uh, you know, you are looking at a lean, mean firefighting machine. In fact, that's, that's the bit where I got the hallelujah when I said that in my, uh, my speech. Where I said, maybe not the lean, just a firefighting machine. No, the, but but uh, again, we, we understand what it is to be a... Uh, volunteer and to have a volunteer spirit. We love to serve. We love to serve where we can. We, 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 and we don't do it because we have to. We do it because we want to, because we, we, we get to. It's an honor and a privilege to serve. You know, I love what Anne Frank uh, said. Anne Frank and her family helped hide Jewish people escaping during the tyranny of Hitler's uh, Nazi regime. But she said this about just just helping people out. She said, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. Isn't that cool? I'm going to read that again because it's so good. How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. In other words, she's saying this, you don't need a salary or a title or a position or recognition. You just need a willing heart. You just need a willing heart. You, the, the, the thing that she's saying is, is just be a person who, who jumps in. Just do something and make a difference. That's a volunteer spirit. You know, over my many years of uh, ministry with different organizations, I've, I've met some people. I'm not talking about this service, but I may be talking about the other services. But I've met some people who see their service to God or, or, or church or to ministry like they're doing God a big favor. It's gone quiet in here. I mean, it's just like we're, we're, we're doing God a favor by, by, by serving, serving him. And it's, it's like, like we're looking for recognition or we're looking for uh, applause or we're, we're, we've got that God, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing for you, God. And again, I want to say if we think like that, that's a, that's a wrong picture that is not a volunteer spirit. See, the Bible paints a very different picture of a volunteer to that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for appreciating those who serve uh, regularly. I, 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 I do it. You'll, you'll see me up the front. Often I'll say, hey, come on, let's thank the worship team, let's thank the sound team, let's, uh, let's thank the, the, the CAF team and all they're doing, and let's thank the children's uh, uh, workers and the nursery guy, and then I'll say, and the sound guys, and we give them a clap. Why don't we do that right now and just thank them for all that they're doing. I'm all for appreciating those who serve regularly, but that should never be a motive to serve. Can I hear an amen? And there's no doubt any church is pretty much largely dependent on volunteers. Volunteers serve at church and make the church cost effective. And again, serving, volunteering, partnering, can I just say, say this, is not a, 
a nice thing. Oh, that's nice that you're helping out. It's, it's, it's not a nice thing. It's a Bible thing. It's a Bible thing. We're part of an army. We're, part, we're, we're involved in a battle. There's a fight going on, and all of us have to play our part. Can I hear a good amen? Every member of the body of Christ is meant to offer his gifts and service to God for the building of his church. And the apostle Paul, and, and actually I mentioned there the body of Christ because the, the, the Bible does refer to us as a body, but imagine if the hand didn't want to help the other hand out. Imagine if your leg didn't, uh, uh, you, you know, if, and we, we see it when we hurt something or something's ouch or our back's out. I mean, it affects the rest of the body. Can I just say, when you, when you don't play your part, it can affect the rest of the body. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much. Drop the mic. The Apostle Paul explains the role of a pastor is not to do all the work. Pause for effect. I'll just say that again. The Apostle Paul, it's a good place for you to say amen. <laughs> Some of you might be going, it's not. The Apostle Paul explains that the role of a pastor is not, everybody say is not, to do all the work, but to mobilize God's people to do so. Or prove it, pastor. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 12. It says, so Christ himself gave... The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip. Everybody say equip. Equip his people for works. Everybody say works. Works. Stuff to do. To equip his people for works. Not just work. Works. Lots of it. Uh, works of service so that the body of Christ may be what? Built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. The Living Bible puts the same passage like this. Still others have a gift for caring for God's people as a shepherd does his sheep, leading and teaching them in the ways of God. Why is it that he gives us these special abilities to do certain things best? It is that God's people will be equipped. Everybody say equipped. To do better work for him, building up the church, the body of Christ, to a position of strength and maturity. We play our part to build the church to a place of strength and maturity. I love what Henry David Thoreau said. He said, one is not born into the world to do everything, but to do something. So I'm asking you today. Connect Church, what is the something that you can do? What is the something, what is the part that you can play? And what's that something you could do as a, as a part of the body of Christ here in the church? Jack Herbert, he, he, when speaking in his book about volunteer service, I don't know if he was trying to insult people uh, when, he, when he said this, but he, it certainly is kind of insulting. He said, some of us are like wheelbarrows, only useful if pushed and easily upset. <laughs> come on, come on. And, 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 and I guess it can be true if we're going to be pushed all the time into something rather than say, God, what can I do? God, where can, uh, where can I serve? What, what, what part... Can I play? And can I be honest, as a leader, one of the great challenges is always to get people to see that volunteering their times, their time, talent, and treasure is not a, a basically, it's a normal thing. It's not an abnormal thing. It's to be seen. It's not like, wow, you're volunteering. Wow, you're amazing. 
and, and like it's some special thing. It should be a part of every Christian's heart to serve. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding. It should be a part of every Christian's heart to serve the body. It should be the normal Christian thing. Not an extraordinary thing. In other, in other words, people giving of their time, energy, and money should not be seen as something that's like over the top, wow, amazing. It should just be seen as a part of normal Christian behavior. It's what we do. It's how we roll, yo, yo. In other words, I, I don't need trumpets every time I help out and serve. We, we shouldn't need a, a trumpet. Look at me, I'm helping. I shouldn't need trumpets every time I serve. I shouldn't need uh, trumpets every time I help someone. Look, look, I'm doing this. Or, or look, look, I'm dropping a hundred in the offering box. Everybody, I'm... We shouldn't need trumpets. Come on, somebody, to do it. We do it, we do it because we love Jesus. That's why we do it. Hallelujah. So, hey, God, look at me. I'm just doing you a favor. I'm helping you out, Jesus. That's just wrong. Oh, he helped us out. He helped us out of the miry clay. We do it because he helped us out because we were lost and we were found. We were stuck. Come on. He changed our life. Oh, I gave a lot for you, Jay. He gave everything for you, my friend. So why do people think like that, where, where do we get that mindset? It's just like, man, like I'm, I'm doing God a favor in the, the process of that. Now, I think some of it comes from the way traditional churches have thought for, uh, for, for many, many years, especially when they talk about things like you would have heard statements. We don't really use it here, but you, you would hear things like clergy and laity. The clergy, oh, they're part of the clergy and they're part of the laity. What, what does that mean? Author Erwin Lutzer said this, the word layman has crept into our vocabulary to describe the laity. That is the vast majority of Christians who do not belong to the professional ministry known as the clergy. The use of this distinction has crippled the impact of the church on the world. Thousands of Christians have shirked their God-given responsibilities because they expect their pastor, minister, or priest to perform all spiritual functions. The minister is expected to execute his duties so well that the people need not have any meaningful involvement in the church of Jesus Christ. The more competent the minister, the better so that the fewer requirements fall on the shoulders of the congregation. Isn't that true? I, I think that, that, that's caused a, a, a separation between... Can I just say you're all part of a royal priesthood? You're all part of a holy nation. You're all part of a people who belong to God that you might declare His praises. See, the reality is every person serving God in the Bible was a volunteer. Every person. Every person. And there were people, got to understand, there were people who served and got paid and... Uh, Bible, as well as people who served and were not paid, but all are volunteers in the Bible narrative. 
You think about Joseph. I mean, when he was in the pit, he was, he was crying out to God. When he was working in Potiphar's house, he was still serving God. He didn't just decide, well, now I'm going to serve, uh, uh, serve God here. When, when he went into the prison, he, he, he served God there. It didn't matter when he was in the, in the palace, he, he served God there. It didn't matter where he was or what situation he found himself in. He didn't need position. He didn't need a title. Come on, somebody. He didn't need, some, oh, well, I can do this once you give me that position. Once you give me that title, once you pay me this, no, he served God. Everybody, Moses, I mean, he started off in a palace, ended out in the backside of nowhere, yet he served God. It was not because he got paid. Every person in the Bible narrative was a volunteer. We need to understand that. They did what they did out of love for God, his purposes, and, for, and not, 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 to, not to get favor from him. Do you know there's no service um, loyalty program? There's no, there's no program that like flybys. It's like, hey, God, if I serve you, how many flybys do I get? How many, how many this, no special uh, Connect Church loyalty program? You get a free coffee here, here and that. No, we, we, we serve God not because, uh, not so he will love us, but because he loved us. Can I hear an amen? We, we're to serve God not, not out of some desire to get something, but because he has loved us. Because he first loved us. We need to have a volunteer spirit. Tap your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you. Come on. <laughs> See, it's vital for the success of any church that we fully grasp and understand this. It, it really is. Lest we give God our minimum service. Lest we give our minimum service out of, out of duty rather than out of love. Rather than out of a love for, for God. You know, when you, you first become a Christian, you know it very well. You know, it's like, man, what can I do? God, where can I serve you? What can I, what can I be a, 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 a part of? And it's like, we say to God, oh, God, would you use me? Would you use me, Lord? Would you use me, God? And, and then the pastor comes up and says, hey, can you help out on Friday night? Yeah, yeah, I can help on Friday And also Saturday morning, can you come here at 5 a.m. and set out the chairs uh, uh, for the service? And hey, look, we've got another meeting coming up in two weeks. Could you do that and then help uh, shift all these chairs out and uh, do this and help that and then suddenly you start saying I feel used well didn't isn't that what you asked isn't that's what you said God use me and now I feel used friends that's not the heart we should have that's not the heart we should have we we we, we you know he's a, we're the bride of Christ the church is the bride of Christ it's the bride of Christ, the beautiful, uh, beautiful bride. And we want the bride to be the best. We want the bride. I mean, what wedding have you ever been to? You know, a priest on what wedding have you ever been to? And the bride comes down in her trackies and chewing gum and whatever. I mean, you're not going to do that. It's just like, you know, the bride, you want a beautiful. Yeah. You want a beautiful. And again, when, 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 sometimes when, you, when, you, when you see that bride, you're courting and all that, you'll do anything because you love her. You, you love her. You love, 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 love her. And, and, and you, you'll do crazy stuff. And, and anything the bride wants, you'll do. And all the men are looking down at the floor. They're just staring down there awkward and drawing, they're drawing circles on, on, the, on the floor. But it's like, the, you know, the bride will be coming and saying, look, I, 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 want, I, I want an ice cream. And you go, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter what time of the night it is. 
Doesn't matter, you will get up, you will drive. Come on, come on, all the men are like, oh my God. Uh, you'll drive anywhere 24 hours, you'll drive to Levin to get that ice cream for your sweetheart, for your bride. But you know, after 20 years, the wife laughs. Security, remove her. After, tw- after we don't have any security. That's, other other. That's why she's here every week. I mean, I can't get her. We're, we want people for the security team. That's why any volunteers, uh, she, can, she can hit hard, man. She can, can do it. So, but, 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 you know, you, you, you'll do anything. But, you know, 20 years into it, when it becomes common, when it becomes normal, your wife says, oh, 3 a.m. She's like, oh, forget it, 2, a, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Could you go and get me an ice cream? That's how it sounds now, too. It's like, <laughs> can you go and get an ice cream? You go, what do you think? I am a millionaire. You think I've got money to spend on? Come on, I'm preaching good today. Come on. Can I just say, don't let what we do here become common to you. Don't let what we do here every week and our, oh yeah, everybody, no, 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 not every place gets it. We we have, God God has blessed us. God has uh, done something and you have a part to play in it. How can you be involved? Don't let, oh, she said, who cares? You know, I have people say, well, it's just good enough. I don't want to do good enough. We're we're serving the bride. We're serving the church. We're serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we want to give him the very best of our lives, not the bare minimum. No one pays for average. I don't, my wife says, take me out for dinner, I'll take you to an average place. People don't pay for average. That's why excellence is a value here. And the most excellent way is the way of love. Why? Because we want to give our very best because he gave his very best. He held nothing back from us. Church is his bride. See, true volunteers, they have a different spirit. They have a different spirit. Elizabeth Andrews said, volunteers do not necessarily have the time. They just have the heart. Have you got the heart? Have you got the heart? It's an attitude of heart, the right heart. Elizabeth Draper said, where the heart is willing, it will find a thousand ways. But where it is unwilling, it will find a thousand excuses. When, when, when I say every church has volunteers, but not every church has a volunteer spirit, you might ask me, well, what do you, what, what do you mean? Well, think about Judas. Let's go straight there. <laughs> Let's think about Judas. I mean, he volunteered, didn't he? He was the treasurer, just paying all the bills, paying the electricity, paying the light bill. But he didn't have a volunteer spirit. He didn't have the right Hard. He got upset and critical with how the money was being spent. He got judgmental. He, he, he wasn't serving Jesus, really. He was serving himself. He, he, he wanted position. He wanted power. He wanted a, a, a place. See, he was in the team, but not on the team. And in John chapter 12, verse 1, we have the story of the anointing of Jesus' feet. In John chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived. And he lived. He literally lived because he was dead. Where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. 
Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha, as Martha does, Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume. And you people might look at this and as others did and go, oh, this is so worth so. What would you give to see your brother raised from the dead? How thankful would you be? What would you give? What, how, how, I mean, if you had a, someone in your family had a medical condition, the, what, what, how much would you spend? What would you, you would do if you had a child, if you had a brother who, who was, people will give kidneys, people will, will, will give organs out of their body. What would you give? You can see the gratefulness of a heart here. You can see how grateful she was. It says in another passage, this was worth a, a year's wages. And she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But one, there's always one. But one of his disciples, Judas, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. Now, he did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As the keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put on it. See, Mary was a follower of Jesus, but she had a volunteer spirit. She had a volunteer spirit. She decided to do something out of her own free will. She decided to do something out of her own free will that would honor Jesus. That's how we should serve in the house of God, out of our own free will. Friend, I want to tell you, don't serve because I'm pressurizing you or you feel like, oh, I better do that because Pastor Adam uh, won't like me or something like that. That, that, that. That's ridiculous. Don't, don't, don't serve because you feel you can, uh, God, will, God won't like you or someone else won't like you if you don't do it. Never serve out of pressure. Serve out of love for God. It was a free, what Mary did was a free will offering. And she served out of her own free will. Something, she did something that was radical. It was amazing. She did it to what? To honor Jesus. That she, that, that, that's how we should serve the house of God. Whatever we do, whatever we give, our time, talent, and treasure is to honor Jesus out of our own free will, never out of guilt, never out of pressure. Of course, Judas, he, he starts to make her feel guilty for, for serving. You know, he, he started making her guilty for serving. Why, 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 why is she doing that? That's over the top. It's a, extravagant. And, and again, can I just say people who do that, because I've met people who, who will do Why are we doing this? Or why are we doing that? Why, why do we need to do this? People who don't have a volunteer spirit can do that. They can become critical. I, it, it amazes me sometimes. We've had parents from time to time Bring us about their young person who started coming to church. And they'll be saying, look, I, 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 I'm getting tired of my kid. They're always going to church all the time. They're always going to a meeting. Or, and why, 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 do they have, why do you have to go to church again? Why do you have to have another meeting? I, I just say, parent, thank God he's not in the pub. Thank God he's not snorting pee. Thank God he's not in a place where he's drinking. But he's coming to church. He's coming to the house of God. Better is one day in his house than a thousand elsewhere. I think that's better. Come on, somebody. Yeah. They're not, well, why are they serving? Why are they doing uh, so, so much? There's always stuff to do in the house of God. There's always things to do. And uh, there are people who make you, oh, why, why are you serving so much? Why are you involved in that? Oh, you should let somebody else do it. Why do you go to church early? Why do you go? We've got to understand because those, the people are doing that, they've got a volunteer spirit. 
See, Judas sees what Mary does, and, and, and he goes, it's illogical. It's, a, it's an unwise thing. But Jesus, Jesus sees what Mary does. And in Mark 14, verse 6, another passage that speaks of the story, Jesus says, she has done a beautiful thing. Can I say, we've got to be careful about bagging what Jesus calls beautiful. Jesus saw her heart. That what she gave. See, Judas was on the team for the wrong reasons. He was on the team for what he could get out of it. And when, when it looked as if his dreams and his purposes were not being served, he betrayed Christ. He was serving for what he could get. Mary was serving for what she could give. See, a, a true volunteer spirit has an investment mentality, not a receiving mentality. It's a matter of heart and spirit, not money and compensation. Listen, Cheryl Anderson said this, and I love it. It says, volunteers don't get paid because they are worthless, but because they are priceless. Come on, somebody. Because they're priceless. Because we, we couldn't do, come on, if we're going to clap, let's clap. If we're, because you're priceless. Because this can't happen without volunteers. Even Jesus had a team. Even Jesus had people who helped them out, made the dream a reality. See, a volunteer spirit says, my life is not my own, it belongs to God. It's a heart that says, I will offer my service to God even before I'm asked. It's an extra mile attitude. It's a go further. A and can I just say this? A volunteer spirit can't be copied. It's got to be cultivated. And what I'm doing today is trying to cultivate in you a volunteer spirit. You know, we have an incredible amount of people who serve in the life of this church week in, week out. And I'm glad I'm not one of those pastors who feels he has to walk on eggshells when I'm talking. Oh, could you please have a walk? Do you know who I am? No, but I know who Jesus is. And could you help out with something? I'm glad I'm not in a church where I have to walk on uh, eggshells every time I ask some people. Don't have to do that. We have so many people serving, but, but maybe there are also many here who maybe you aren't part of a team. Maybe you aren't serving anywhere. You enjoy the service every, every week. But as I say, the reality is we're sitting in someone else's sacrifice. Where can we serve? Where can you serve? You know, I think about incredible people like Mike Pierce uh, there, who, who uh, this is a second service. He's there. I see him on the weekends, mowing the lawns and others. And man, you know, spraying. I, I, I pull up the curtains at six o'clock and there's Michael walking around spraying stuff. But he needs a team of 20 on the grounds. We can't look after all that. He needs a team of 20 if we need to share, share the load. And I want to say as, as a pastor, we haven't always been the best at making the use of volunteers or finding places. We're working on systems now over the next few months to, to help through Growth Track and others to, to, to help provide places where people can serve on teams. That's where we can also grow and have fellowship with, with one another. But we, we've done things like sometimes we'll say, hey, look, we need people for, uh, for this area of ministry or we need them. We'll say it from the front or we'll put it on a video. And of course, sometimes nobody offers somebody but of course we never come back the next week and say hey look sorry awkward but nobody offered last week and because we don't do that everybody thinks oh they must have sorted that out 
They must have sorted that out. So we, we want to be, because we're a family, we want to be a place. If nobody offers, we're just going to say, hey, nobody offered. Because maybe it's you. We can't do everything, but we can do something. And maybe that something can be done by you. If you're not serving, somewhere in the life of the church, we want to encourage you. That's what this message is about. To step up and step into being a part of what the body of Christ. Why? Because as we do it together, we can spread the load, we can share the load and be far more effective, good preaching. Adam, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, when we think about Jesus, we know he was an incredible servant. You know, some people say, you know, I just want to be like G.A., you know, I just want to worship Jesus. And then it says this in Philippians 2, verse 5, have the same mindset. I want to think like Jesus. Okay, the Bible says have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, didn't consider equality with God, didn't consider his position or his salary. I mean, he was the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of the servant. Oh, I just want to be like Jesus, then be a servant. The Apostle Peter encouraged those who desire to be leaders in the church to be ones who are eager to serve. In 1 Peter 5, 2, it says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, not because you have to, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain. In other words, watch your motives, but eager to serve eager to serve. See, the serving and partnering and volunteering is not just a nice thing, it's a Bible thing. Matthew 20, verse 28, I read it out when I was speaking on punish. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Want to be like Jesus? Want to have the attitude that Jesus has? Then we need to be ones who serve. And again, can I say this? Never do it for Adam and Anita. Don't, don't serve us because we'll, we'll let you down. For dying time, we'll muck up, we'll make. So don't serve because of us. Everything we do, we do it for Him. Everything we do, we do it to bring Him glory, Him honor, Him praise. If you're serving, don't serve for me to get a pat on the back. I, I, I might miss you. I might, I might not see what you do, but He always sees. He always sees. I, I might forget your name, but He knows your name. He'll never forget. He's, he's even tattooed it on the palm of His hand, the Bible says. He won't forget you. Do it for Him. Let's have a church. Let's cultivate in this church as we desire to grow. People say, oh, it's, well, I don't know if I want it to grow. Friends, we are not a big church. We are not a big church. There are 51,000 people on the company coast who don't go to church. We, we need to fill this place over and over and over again. And to do that, we need volunteers. To do that, we need to cultivate a volunteer spirit. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much. I'm glad to bless you. I'm Pastor Adam. I love you. I'm just trying to help you. Come on, let's give a praise break to our